The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need. Sign up today and get a $100 bet when you bet $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmet is now in stores and you're giving one away for free. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, know the voice, know the guys. Me, really real villain, Ralph Furman Jr. at your service. And Luka Doncic, round of applause, sir. I am, I, I, I'm flabbergasted. It is a Wednesday. You know it's after Christmas, so you be forgetting what day it is. Yeah, it's, Man, Wednesday. it's right. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Got my guy Delonte Smith with me. Delonte, what's going on? Man, what's up? Uh, I would give Luca a round of applause, uh, but I was on your Knicks last night, plus five. I got the push, but... Uh, man, you it was looking easy. It was looking you, easy at first. Four. They were dominant. They were dominant. Should have caught the game. first half with me. My my dog yesterday was Nick's first half plus one forty two. You ain't even had to worry about the rest man, of the game. I caught. I caught it too. I caught it too late. It had already moved down a little bit. Uh, I think it was when I seen it. I, I was watching the show late, so when I seen it, I think it was only like maybe one fifteen, one twenty. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I still should have played it, but I, I thought that it was a good spot for the Knicks. Um. I did not know about R.J. Beard. Was that like last minute? With yeah, RJ no, Beard? so it happened in game. In game, he hurt his finger in game and he oh, okay, left. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't watch the first uh, quarter of the game. Okay, so yeah, I didn't know about Nobody yeah, bets R.J. Barrett props unless it's an under. So everybody was like, all right. Like, nobody was like, hey, I need a refund or can. Right. No, no. It was, everybody was like, nah, that's cool. We're perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. Everybody was on R.J.'s under last night. Yeah, and then Randall foul trouble. But I mean, I, I thought that they still played well. It was just that Luca was just. The Knicks had a historic game. They had a historic game where Isaiah quickly had, uh, not Isaiah, Emmanuel quickly, he had. 14 assists, career high. Grimes, mm-hmm. Quentin Grimes, 33 points, career mm-hmm. high. You have a double-double by freaking Julius Randle where he goes for, what, like 29 and 17 or something crazy like that. In foul trouble. In foul trouble. Three, in he had foul 3,000 like the first quarter and a half. So imagine if he plays his – like he and he's still got a bunch of minutes. Like he still yeah. got – I think he had like 45-plus minutes in the game still. Yeah. So yeah. – it was absolutely crazy. Luca puts up 60, 21, and 10 in a regular season NBA game. Unreal. And they still can't cover five points. <laughs> Unreal, man. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Whenever the Magic the Mavericks are a favorite, I'm just gonna point back to that game. Because Luca gave you he's the first person ever to give you 60 and 20. First person ever. Third person ever to give you 50, 20, and 10. So there's no way I'm ever touching the Mavs as a favorite when they get that historic game by Luka and they can't cover a five-point spread. I, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, we're going to make a lot of money in that first round of the playoffs whenever the Mavericks are like a $2, 220 favorite, and they're playing, you know, some team. I don't know who they, I don't know who they would be playing theoretically, but 
I'm just going to be whoever. anybody because yeah, so it could be anybody. Yeah, whoever's playing against Mavericks, that's that's going to be my <clears throat> that's going to be like one of my best plays of the playoffs cuz I mean, they're, they're, they're a little bit fugazi. I mean, it's pretty much Luca, Luca or Boston. I mean, Luca can get you a game or two, but when when things slow down in the playoffs and all those other players don't show up, those other teams they're gonna be ready. So I, that's that's gonna be something you know to hold in your pocket for future references. Fading the Mavs. Yeah, it was. It, it we'll see how it goes the rest of the season, but yeah, yeah, they're gonna need. Yeah. They're gonna need a a lot more contribution mm-hmm. from the rest of that unit. Is it can't be Luca and nobody else because you're not you're not covering a number like this. They are yeah, one absolutely. of the worst teams yeah. to the number in the NBA. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's go ahead and get into today's slate. Not wasting any time here. Two teams coming off a of bat to bat. We got the Phoenix Suns going to play the Washington Wizards. Minus two and a half for the Suns on the road. Two twenty-two and a half is the total. <clears throat> Let me pull up the injury report for these two teams, and we have whoa, I lost it, and I got it back. We have that is not the game. Oh, <laughs> Devin TBD, Devin Booker TBD. As you know, this is really you're not really going to get too too much because they both played on a back to back. But you know you're not going to yeah. see Devin Booker more than likely or Landry Shamit. His Achilles injury sounds like it's a little bit serious. Campaign, we'll hear about him. See if he's able to go tonight. And then for the other side, Bradley Beal did leave that game yesterday, so he has a hamstring injury. More than likely, you're probably not going to see Bradley Beal in this matchup, and it's going to be uh, Corey Kisser is projected to be starting in that lineup. Maybe Will Barton. They could have a couple of guys they could sub in in between. So you are getting two and a half with the Suns, who lost to this same team a week ago. I think it was mm-hmm. a week ago. Yeah, about, about seven, eight days ago. Yeah. About a week ago, about, by three on the road. So what are you doing here, Phoenix Suns laying two and a half? Uh, yeah, a lot of uncertainty. You know, like you said, both teams on the back-to-back. Uh, I mean, Washington, they've been playing better as of late, covered four of the last five. Uh, but as you stated, with Bill being out, I mean, a lot of that has, you know, been because Bill was com- – he was just coming back. I think he's only played, what, like four or five games mm-hmm. um, since he came back. So, But in those games, like, they've been playing a lot better. Uh, they've been playing a, a lot better, a lot a lot more fluid, Um Porzingis has been playing a lot better. Uh, he's still, you know, not posting up like he should and letting other guys post him up, which is odd, of course. But, um, yeah, I would lean to Washington, uh, even without Beal. I think Phoenix, like, played out of their mind last night. They blew the doors yeah. off of Memphis. They blew, they blew the doors off of Memphis. They, they blew the doors. And I think that that was pretty much an aberration. Uh, I think Memphis I, – I thought Memphis was going to be a good spot. I didn't, I didn't bet them simply because – I just thought I just couldn't lay eight against against Phoenix. I mean, they're just too good of a team to just be laying eight against. Even though um, Memphis was uh, coming off that defeat in um, Golden State, but yeah, I would lean to Washington simply because I think that they'll be the more energized team. You know, Chris Paul might get the night off. Um, I'm not sure if that's reflected in the line. I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, and like you said, we're probably not going to see Booker. So. And Shamit is still nursing his Achilles, so who knows what that backcourt is going to look like mm-hmm. for um, for Phoenix? So I would lean to Washington. Uh, they've been, like I said, playing a lot better basketball. Uh, they're first in rim percentage. Um, so eight in is 
I mean, he's a he's a good defender, but he's not really a shot blocker or paint protector. So I think some of those guards and uh, or forwards will be able to get to the rim on Wash on uh, Phoenix and finish. So yeah, I like Phoenix. I mean, I like uh, Washington uh, in this game. Uh, yeah. So I, I think the deciding factor for me is that the fact that both of these teams are coming off a of back to back. Washington's mm-hmm. coming on a back to back, and they're at home. And Phoenix has a back to back with travel going from Memphis to DC. Yep. And then you also add what these teams are doing against the spread coming off of a back to back. Washington five and two this season. Crazy. They've had seven back to backs in this season already, but five and two this season with no rest. And then you have the Phoenix Suns who are towards the bottom of the league at one and three ATS with no rest. So I think this is a little bit of a good spot for the Wizards who have a rotation without playing with Bradley Beal. Like Mm -hmm. they are used to that. That's something that has happened numerous times this season. Whereas the Phoenix Suns, they're still kind of trying to figure this thing out. Yes, they had one good game yesterday, but. There's no Devin Booker. You're probably not going to have Landry Shamit. It's a pretty good possibility that you don't have campaign either, and we're looking at the same injury report that we got last night. So mm-hmm. I just think that I'm going to take the healthier team at home catching yep. a couple points rather mm-hmm. than the team that is coming off a really big win, and they're still trying to figure out what this rotation is going to look like with so many guys out. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm on Washington plus two and a half, sprinkle on the money line. Yeah, I don't think Chris Paul – I doubt Chris Paul is going to play either. Um, I mean, just – just a hunch, uh, like yeah. and and Phoenix, they're not, they haven't been like juggernauts at all. Uh, ATS five and six last eleven, um, they are five and eight ATS on the road. Um, they 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 do play well, but you know it's just it's just more of a spot play than anything. I think Wizards are more they'll be more energized. Um, they got the younger legs, so they got more depth to throw at Phoenix. And I mean, we just listed out. Their whole backcourt, Phoenix's mm-hmm. whole backcourt, plus uh, the bench pieces. Like, so who's going to play? You know, Dwayne Washington Jr., he's not going for 29 or 30 or whatever he went for last night. He's not going for yeah. that again. Um, good player, but uh, yeah, I doubt he goes for that again. So, uh, yeah, I would lean to Washington pretty, pretty heavily. Yeah. Uh, only thing, if you're on Phoenix, they are in their last three games, 3-0 and against the spread on the road. So they are trending a little bit upward if that's a play that you like tonight. Total set at 222.5. What are you doing here? I would lean under simply just just off legs alone. Like uh, like you said, Phoenix in the travel spot. I don't know how I don't know how up they get for the Washington Wizards. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know oh. if they're going to look at Washington and be like, uh, yeah, we can pretty much come out and put up 120 or 125. I don't think they'll do that. And Washington defensively, they do they do defend um, mid range and the rim really well, but they don't defend the three. So if Phoenix is knocking down threes, it could go over. But I think that, like I said, some of those guys aren't going to be out, so it's going to be a lot of bad shots. It's going to be a lot of bad offensive basketball. So I would lean to the under, um, especially if Bradley Beal's out on the Washington side, because I mean, who, who the hell is going to score for Washington other than Porzingis? Well, you still got Kyle Kuzma there. I ain't gonna let oh, you yeah. try to play my guy. Yeah, Kyle yeah, Kuzma yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I, I ain't gonna let you play my guy, Kyle no, no, Kuzma. No, no, like no. That. I'm, I'm, I'm a Kyle Kuzma guy too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but uh, Washington three and four to the over, and Phoenix one and three to the over on back to backs. Yeah, I think this is a good spot where I am gonna come in and back the under here. Both mm-hmm. these teams in a pretty bad spot for scoring. Yeah. To my to the credit, uh, I think Kuzma is gonna be. Seen a lot of Mikael Bridges, and Mikael Bridges is a hell of a defender. Yeah, he is. He is. All right, 
Next game on the slate, we have the Orlando Magic going to play the Detroit Pistons in Detroit. Minus one and a half for the Magic on the road. 229 and a half is the total. Injured, whoa, not that button. Injury report for these two teams. You're not really going to see anything on the Magic side of the ball. Again, they are coming off of a back-to-back. You're probably not going to see Jalen Suggs in this game regardless. And for the Pistons, Marvin Bagley is out. And then you know you're not seeing Isaiah Livers as well. So we get in one and a half on the road with Orlando Magic, who had their 10-game ATS streak snapped by the Lakers last night at home. What are you doing here? Yeah, I like the Magic. Um, I think the Magic are playing incredible basketball as you as you just ran down. You know, just the ten and one in the last eleven ATS, uh, nineteen sixteen and one on the season. Uh, Detroit has been trending in the wrong direction. They lost six straight, one and five ATS in that stretch. Um, they are playing to the over. Uh, I know we haven't hit on the total yet, but they have been playing to the over. Eleven of the night of their nineteen home games have went over. Uh, I just think Orlando is a better basketball team top to bottom right now. Um, Detroit, they had a little lull where they play well and they were playing hard and covering games. But I think Orlando comes in, uh, they got – I guess they got bla- – they didn't get blasted, but they got beat pretty bad by um, the Lakers last night. I think they lost by almost 20. Um, but, you know, both are 6-4 and four to the over. I think it's going to be a lot of possessions. Uh, let, let the young guys get up and down and run. I think Paulo has a big game because they have nobody on the wing to be able to contain him. So um, I would heavily lean to Orlando in this game. Um, I think just, just flat out the better team. I, just, I don't think it's any other way to put it. Like um, Detroit is horrible at shooting the ball. They're bottom five in pretty much all shooting metrics as far as effective field goal percentage, uh, three-point percentage, uh, mid-range, at the rim. Like You name it, they're pretty much bottom five in everything. And um, they also allow uh, 29th, they're 29th in points allowed per 100 possessions. So, I mean, Orlando's going to be able to score. Um, they'll be able to do it in half court. They'll be able to do it in transition. And they don't turn the ball over. You know, Detroit, if they do get out and run, it's because of turnovers. But, you know, Orlando takes care of the ball. They have been for the past few days or past few games. Um, I just think that they're a better team, and I tend to lean with the better team. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So, my thing here that I'm going with, well, let's just look at some of the series history. The Pistons have won four of the last five played against this team, including the one that they played earlier this season, 113-109 at home. And so they're playing at home again in this one. And I'm with you. I don't think I can get – I can go against this Orlando Magic train right now. Like, they're absolutely killing it. And uh, they, I think it's more of now they're starting to get healthier. They're starting to be that young team that kind of learns about playing with each other. Whereas I don't think Dwayne Casey has a good grasp of this Piston squad right now because they, on paper, should be slightly better than 8-28. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they're Definitely. playing down. And Definitely. I was fating this team earlier in the season. I believe I took the under on their win total. But uh, – it just seems like Kay Cunningham went out and he's kind of lost all grasp of what mm-hmm. trajectory this team was going to go on. And so 
Uh, I think I'm going to take the better coach team. I think I'm going to take the better talent on the team in the Orlando Magic, even though they are coming off a of back-to-back with travel. Yeah. I just think that this is a spot that they can get up for, especially with how young this roster is all the way around and the talent on this roster. Uh, I think that the Pistons just don't defend at all whatsoever. That yeah, they don't. A team on a back-to-back is not going to have issues getting to the rim and being able to score the basketball. So, yeah, I'm with the Orlando Magic here, minus one and a half. Yeah, I just play. Usually, um, if it's, like, between one and, like, two and a half, even three if it's a cheap money, I just take the money line. It's just I think it's better value um, for, like, I mean, but it's just my personal preference. It's just I would rather it mess around and land on one and you push – or if you lane one and a half, you lose. So I'll, I'll pretty much be playing uh, Orlando Moneyline um, if it's cheap. It's like 115, 120. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty yeah, and, and I think that's a smart play, especially if you feel like you're in a situation where they get a – because if they get a one-point win, you're going to be sick. Like, oh, right, man, right, I could have paid right. the extra 15 cents, right, 20 right. cents, and got right. and got a win on the money line. So, yeah, right. I definitely agree with that, playing that money line that close. I'm seeing it currently at minus 120. So that's yeah, perfectly that's fine. Yeah, like that's, that. that's no yeah. problem. Yeah, that's fine. All right. The Orlando Magic are 4-1 and one ATS on a back-to-back, so that gives more confidence. And they're also 4-1 and one to the over, which goes into my next play. Of, I'm still taking the over in this game. Like, yes. I just – the Pistons are so bad defensively. Like, every defensive metric, they're bottom of the league and towards the bottom of the league. And, and it's like they're not even trying. And, again, I think that's a little bit of a testament to just how I feel like Dwayne Casey is losing this squad, that everybody's mm-hmm. just trying to score. Yep. Everybody's just trying to score, so hey, you, I'm gonna go over, over two twenty nine and a half. Yeah, both. Uh, I'm leaning over as well. Uh, both teams are exactly six and four to the over in the last ten, um, and like I said, Detroit eleven of their nineteen home games have went over. Um, and I mean, Orlando is. I mean, they're not gonna blow you off the floor with you know efficient high scoring basketball, but Detroit's defense is just so bad that it's probably gonna score on more possessions than they usually do. You know, so. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't think Detroit slows Orlando down, even on a back-to-back. Maybe they start off a little bit slower, but once they, you know, get their legs back under them and realize that this team can't guard anybody, uh, I think they'll, I think they'll, they'll turn up a little bit and uh, it'll go over that total. All right, any player props you like for this one? Uh, I like Paolo uh, over. Um, I didn't see his number. Um, let me look real quick. Uh, but I think Paolo has a good matchup with. The Detroit front line, um, he'll be able to go. I would look for his points, rebounds, and assists, as well as his points, mm-hmm. um, if that's if that's available. I'm not sure if it's available now because we're on a little bit earlier than what we want to be. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't see any. Um, I don't see anything for the Magic right now. Maybe it's because of some of the guys might sit out or um, mm-hmm. injuries or whatever. But I would look at Paolo. He he's usually lined like around 19 and a half, 20. Um, so I would take that over. Um, if it comes that if it comes that uh, to that number and his points rebounds and assists over, I think it's a big game for Apollo against his Detroit defense. And Nick's talking about Markel Fultz uh, under five assists. He's been picking up his scoring, but struggling distributing the basketball. Yeah, he's been up and down with his assists recently. I just don't think that's something I can get a read on on what night he's going to have a large assist night and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I would say is I wouldn't take it tonight the under if you're talking about tonight but just because the lakers while we know the lakers to be who they are they're still somewhat decent defensively you know they got patrick mm-hmm. beverly and some guys that can actually get up on the defensive side of the ball and i'll say that their better attribute is definitely their defense on that team 
Whereas on the Pistons, the better attribute for the Pistons is definitely their offense and not their defense. So there is a game where Markel Fultz is going to go crazy and drop, I don't know, finally have a double-digit assist game. It'd probably be this one against the Pistons where everybody is going to be able to get their shot. Yeah, and um, I think, uh, you know, if Munaf was on, he would be on Jalen Duren. I think I, he, I'm looking at his points, rebounds, and assists at 22 and a half. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see, like, the Magic have a lot of length. And they got a lot of size, so I'm gonna be interested to see how he adapts to that because they got the Magic have you know six nine, six eleven, six ten, six eleven. Yeah, you look at you look at uh, Franz Wagner is six ten. You have uh, Bo Bo. We all know is seven two. We have uh, Mo Bama coming off the bench. He's seven foot. You got a seven footer in Wendell Carter. Yeah, like it's so many players that could throw at him. Even Paolo and and Caleb Houston are both six. Well, Paolo's six (laughs) ten. Paolo's all at six ten, but Caleb Houston even has some size to him. So it's a bunch of size on his Magic team. So Jalen Durant might actually could struggle tonight. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Though. I was looking, I was looking to go under um, his uh, his points, rebounds, and assists simply because, I mean, I think they're going to beat him up. He's going to be physical. They're going to be physical with him. Um, uh-huh. And I, yeah, I would look to play that under. Um, he, maybe he'll get their rebounds just because the Pistons can't shoot, and he'll be getting. He he's really good on offensive glass. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I would look at him under. I think I see the number at twenty three and a half. So I would look to Jalen Duran under points, rebounds, and assists. I mean, well, he's not he's not going to get any. Well. Assists. He did get a double-double when they played earlier in the season, and that was before he even had a real, real role on the team. 22 oh, minutes, man. 7 for 13, 14, and 10. Uh, everybody, yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart struggled on the boards, five rebounds. But it, it could be – I think he's going to have the opportunity, and you're going to have to play him out there. I think that's probably the issue, that you're going to have to play him out yeah, there with all that size mean. on the court. So – uh, talent plus opportunity equals production. So he yep. could very well get there. I think I'll stay away from Jalen Duren's under, but yeah, at Kobe was just going to what I was on. I'm on Killian Hayes assist again, man. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's cashing this prop and he's really, he has the opportunity because I think the magic are going to be a little bit slow on one end of the court, whether it's the offensive end or whether it's the defensive end, I think they are going to be a little bit close slower defensively just because I don't trust the defense of the Pistons. And Killian Hayes has been that point guard for this team. Like since Kaden Cunningham has gone out, he has 10 assists last game, five, four, five, eight, four, eight, nine. Like, so you're probably going to get his assists probably at five and a half. Maybe it'll get up to six and a half. Um, but I think that you have a good chance on Killian Hayes' assist tonight. Um, I see his assists at six and a half. Yeah. So, of course, they're. It's up a little bit more because yeah, he had I that ten assist game, um, and it's juice too. Like one, I see one fifty, one thirty eight, one forty. So yeah, and I think it's because it's because they have a really good matchup. I think this yeah. is a really good matchup. Yeah, they slid. The um, should be slow defensively. Yeah, uh, Casey did something interesting. He slid Killian Hayes to the focal point as the ball handler and moved Jaden Ivy more off the ball, like he was at Purdue. And I think yeah. that's benefited both parties. Uh, Ivy has been playing a lot better off the ball. Um, you know, me and Munaf also. Well, Munaf put me on it. He'd been over uh, his, over his turnover prop, uh, Jaden Ivy, and since then, um, you know, it's been less ball handling for J, uh, for uh-huh. Jaden Ivy, and Killian Hayes is taking advantage of that. Uh, so, yeah, I like that play as well. I like. I mean, his points and his points plus assists is pretty juicy as well. Um, you can get his points and assists at nineteen and a half. So, I mean, you can get a twelve and eight game. You you know. You can get a fifteen, and you can get a fifteen and five. So, 
Uh, I would look. I, I'm going to be on uh, points and assists for Killian Hayes. So you put me on that one. Yeah, Killian Hayes. I like Killian Hayes. I like Jaden Ivey at over 15 and a half. I think he can have a 20 piece game today playing against Paolo Bancaro. Uh, I think that's. I think that's about it. I think yep. I'm on Ivy. Ivy and Bancaro feel like a cool little parlay that's probably going to hit. Okay. Let's move on to the next game of the slate. We have the Brooklyn Nets going to the Atlanta to play the Atlanta Hawks. Minus six and a half for the Nets. 235 is the total. Let's pull up an injury report for these two. And we have for the Brooklyn Nets. Joe Harris is going to be out. You've got Seth Curry who's coming off an illness. He should be probable for this game. And for the Hawks, they played last night, so you're not going to really have an injury report. But you will be looking at Trey Young, Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, and Jared Colvert. Trey Young was the only one of those four to play last night. So more to, more to see on the Atlanta side of ball pending injury report. But what are you doing with this one laying six and a half on the road with Brooklyn? Yeah, um, you know, I don't know what to do with Atlanta. Uh, I didn't adjust my rating for them because I was real high on them um, coming into the season, and they just they just haven't been doing it for me as of late. I lost on them last night. I played them against Indiana, and they just started off pretty well and didn't didn't finish at all. Uh, Thirteen and twenty ATS on the season, um, seven and ten ATS at home. They. They just—I I don't know. Maybe they got too much talent. I don't know. Is there such a thing as having too much talent on the team where they just don't know how to mesh it together? No, I think the the issue with Atlanta has always been their issue is that they have zero attributes defensively. They have nothing defensively besides DeAndre Hunter and maybe Dejounte Murray when he gets his head off his ass. But you also have a team that can't shoot. Like you yeah, have a team that cannot shoot. How All those players that. You have one player on that team in Bogdanovich that you can sit there and say can shoot, and he's one of the streakiest players in the league. So it's like, are they going to have a good shooting night tonight? Yes, no, all right. Then that tells you if they're going to win, and it's hard for them to have really good shooting nights on the road, which is why for years Atlanta has been such a bad road team. And so, I mean, I can see them getting up for this game yeah, with the same. Nets coming in town. Yeah, yeah. But and there's no how, way I'm how taking – the yeah. And I like to I like to back Atlanta at home. I love to back Atlanta at home, but there's no way I'm taking them and not knowing what's on this injury report with the added factor that this team can't shoot. They're mm-hmm. not going to play any defense. I, I mean, I can't just sit there and say they're at home and automatically take them. They're not one of those auto teams for me. So I'm on nets here, minus six and a half. And I'd probably look at it again when an injury report comes out for Atlanta. But other than that, that's all I got for right now. Yeah, I mean, the 20s. 20- 26th in effective field goal percentage, 29th in three-point percentage. I mean, I don't know. Like, Bogdanovich, Trey, uh, DeAndre Hunter. I mean, those are pretty good shooters. I have no idea how they just can't shoot. Um, and they They're streaky. Just, They're just yeah. streaky shooters. You don't ever hear those guys having, like, a really good percentage from the field. They just score yeah. a bunch of points because they have so much volume. And this net seems playing really good defensively. Yeah. So if you give yeah. them a bunch of chances or you miss a yeah. bunch of shots against them, they're going to make you pay for it because they can be – very, very consistent scoring the basketball. As Nick putting in the chat, Kyrie's averaging 35 and 6 over his last seven. 
Yeah, I'm going. I was going Kyrie over as well. I think yeah, it's a big Kyrie game. Um, but Kyrie like, has opportunity. Kevin Durant, like you have so many. Yeah. They finally got it. CJ Warren is coming off the bench and giving them really great production in minutes. Healthy. So yeah, this, yeah, this Nelts team is looking really, really good right now. I can't get in front of them for the Hawks, who may or may not have a full supporting cast today. Yeah, if they do have Capella and uh, Kongu both, I would look at their rebounds because the one thing the Nets don't do well is they don't rebound at all. Yeah, that's and true. especially and especially not in the half court. Um, they just have b- basically uh, one big guy, which is um, Claxton, and he's pretty much the Kevon Looney of that team. Like he just starts, mm-hmm. plays uh, two to three minute stretches at a time, and then they put Ben Simmons or Kevin Durant um, at the five. So they struggle to rebound in the half court. Um, something interesting I that I uh, was looking at about the Nets is um, top five in every shooting percentage category, like at the rim, effective field goal percentage, mid-range, three-point percentage. Like they are top five in every shooting category that you could think of. And that just goes to show you how locked in they are. Um, and even on defense, they're top 10 in effective field goal percentage defense and uh-huh. rim defense. So even without a rim protector, they have some guys who can, you know, defend the rim, um, one thing they don't do well is defend the three, but like we was just talking about, um, Atlanta, they don't shoot the three well. So the thing that they, that can be exploited, um, on this Nets offense, I mean, this Nets defense, the Hawks can't do, and the Hawks don't shoot a lot of threes. They're one of the only teams who literally has an equal shot distribution at every level. Like they shoot 33%, 33.3%, um, from the, at the rim, they shoot, uh, 33.3%. Um, from mid range and thirty three point three percent from three, so that is they have an equal shot distribution across the um, across the board. So, I mean, I don't. I'm making a case for Brooklyn. I just don't. I'll probably just end up passing and taking it over. Um, six of the last ten, I went over for it uh, for Atlanta. Um, while Brooklyn, they don't like to run. Um, they're like mid level in pace. Seventy five percent of their the steals do lead to transition opportunities. Uh-huh. And, you know, with Trey Young throwing the ball over, all over the place and some sloppy play by Atlanta, I think that could lead to some points in transition. So instead of playing the side, I would probably end up on the over um, in this game. All right. Uh, let's see here. I think what I want to do – well, I'll go ahead and go to you while I still try to figure it out. But prop-wise, what do you like here? I like Kyrie um, over – I think I've seen 26-and-a-half for his points. I uh, like that a lot. Uh, they brought it up in the, in the chat about him averaging 30-plus uh, in his last uh, five or six games. I think it's a big game for him. DeJounte Murray is probably going to try to guard KD. So that would leave uh, – I mean, they're not going to put Trey Young on Kyrie. Um, that would – Probably leave like somebody like Hunter if he plays uh, Garden um, Kyrie, simply because Murray's more physical, so he would be able to get you know he'll be able to withstand Durant posting up. Um, Hunter is is a decent defender, but I think Murray is more versatile with his uh, with his defensive uh, prowess. And uh, I would also lean to Trey Young points and assists over. Um, let me see if I can get a good number for that. Um, because if they are going to have any type of success, then Trey, obviously Trey Young has to be uh-huh. the focal point of that. So I see it right now at 36 and a half. I think that's pretty fair. Um, that's what 23 and 23 and 14 or 25 and 13 or 12. So I think you can have a, a pretty good game. Now, would uh-huh. they win the game? I 
don't know because of how well Brooklyn's been playing, especially defensively. Trey's going to see a lot of bodies, man. He's going to see Ben Simmons. He's going to see Kevin Durant. He's going to see TJ Warren. He's going to see a lot of different bodies. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to some of that length that they put on him. But uh, I think he's in for a big game. He usually shows up when they play big games. Um, It's a home game. Uh, A lot of fans going to be there for this game. So uh, I would lean to Trey Young over points and assists and also uh, Kyrie Irving over 26 and a half points. All right. I don't see a number on them. Probably not going to see it until the beginning of the, like, you know, right before the games tip off, probably about an hour, hour or some change before. But I'm going to be on TJ Warren if they drop his props. He's been really, really good, and he's kind of found his rhythm and establishing on what he wants to do Mm -hmm. offensively. And I'm just looking at his past few games, what his field goal percentage is when he does take the shots. And you have 64%, 45 50%, 75%, 66%, 6%, 75% against the same Atlanta team where he dropped 14 on them. So if I'm getting a 13 and a half, 14 and a half, 15, somewhere like that for TJ Warren, yeah. I'm probably going to pull the trigger on that. I think that that's something he can do just when he gets the opportunity with the ball. He's started to really find a rhythm for himself, dropping 23-8 and eight last game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, yeah, I like some T.J. Warren today. Yeah, and those young – they have uh, – Atlanta has some young guys on the bench like Jalen Johnson, uh, A.J. Griffin. So he'll be able to exploit defensively those guys uh, when he comes yep. in and plays with that second unit. So I like that a lot. Also, uh, I don't see a Congo props because I think they're waiting on the Capella news if he's going to be in or out. Um, but I would look at his rebounds. Um, they have his points, rebounds, and assists up, but I mean it's just hard to to give a, a um, recommendation if you know we don't know who's playing or not. But that's something I would look at for sure if uh, Capella's out. A Congo rebounds. Yep. All right. Like it all. Before we get to the next game, talk about the official sports book of SGPN. Win bet. Win bet has a bunch of active states, and there's a ton of ways to win, like live betting. You have same game parlays and the win build your own bet feature. You have the reduced juice. Excuse me. Wow. You have the reduced juice in sides and totals for all of the bowl games day of. So every single college football bowl game that you want to bet on, you can get reduced juice. So the best number or the best odds from any sports book, you can get that over at WinBet. Great um, promos, odds, and payouts all at WinBet. Like new customers can receive a special offer, bet $100, win $100, limited to state availability. There is so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. Our subject change terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be torn on order present state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Mini Helmet Contest. Mini helmets are here. You can get one for free. Just enter the contest at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. All right. Let's go Duke over UCF. Oh man, what? Why don't I know the line off, off that game from the top of my head? I'm oh, sorry, guys. Somebody asked college football. I got to answer. It's oh, it's three and, and a half by Duke. Yeah, I'll take Duke. I'll take Duke laying three and a half. Yeah, I'm on Duke as well. All right. Next, we are back talking about the NBA, and we have the Los Angeles Lakers going to play the Miami Heat. This is a back to back for the Lakers, and a lot of back to backs in the association tonight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Miami is laying eight and a half. 
Oh my gosh, I can't. I, I. Oh man, I could not even say that because the Heat are laying eight and a half. <laughs> wow. All right, the Heat are laying eight and a half at home. Two twenty six and a half is the total. Let's go and fly by an injury report for this game, and I would love to say fly by, but you can never fly by a Miami Heat injury report Definitely because they put everybody on the injury report. Every but person. I'll let you know that I'm not going to be able to have much for the Lakers because they did play last night. The person that you should be concerned <laughs> about is LeBron James, and if they decide to play him during this back-to-back or not. Let's see. He has set out the back-to-back, the second game of a back-to-back in three out of the four that they played this season. So – there's a little bit of a trend for you there. Jimmy Butler is questionable. Bam Adebayo is questionable. Caleb Martin is probable. Gabe Vincent is questionable. Dwayne Denman is out. Udonis Haslam is questionable. And you're not saying Omar Yurtsevin, he's on IR. So, I don't know how you can trust a Miami Heat injury report. I don't know. I guess you can sit here and say, say to assume that LeBron is not going to play in this. I would think that the line is baked in that LeBron is not playing. So, what are you doing here laying eight and a half with Miami at home? Yeah, I mean I don't know I don't want anything to do with either team. Um I I mean the Lakers off that back to back two seven and one uh, ATS in the last ten. Um they're one and four ATS the last five. Um they uh, like it's just hard to handicap the team without LeBron and A D and it's also hard to handicap not Miami Heat with I mean, we don't know who the hell is going to be playing. They might as well put Haslam out there and get, get him some minutes in, in this game. I mean, but, obviously, they do. They, yeah, we've like, seen them be out there before because they just they have nothing. Yeah, like so. I mean, it's I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play the game uh, at all. Like Aaron was saying in the chat, I would just stay away simply because you don't know who's going to be playing. Like, it's literally no props on the board for any any either of these teams. That just goes to show you nobody has any idea what's going on. Uh, as far as like, I mean, if you have to bid it. I guess I would just I would just take Miami simply because they might have more players playing. Um, although we know Miami is terrible, eleven and twenty-one ATS, three and six the last uh, three six and one the last ten um, ATS. So I mean, it's hard to make a case for either team. Miami does play defense, uh, and I think that they have a better team without their star like Jimmy Butler or Bam. I think they still have a better team than what the Lakers have. The Lakers. I mean, they can't score. They can't shoot. They they usually try to defend, but the ball movement of Miami is going to throw them off. Uh, I, I really don't have much on this game simply because we don't. I mean, we don't know who's going to be playing. Um, the the Lakers outside the top twenty in all shooting metrics except for corner threes, and they're nineteenth in that. So that just goes to show you, I mean, they just they're doing nothing good right now, and it's going to have to be a lot of. Uh, a lot of shaking up by the tr- by the trade deadline. Um, they're second in pace and they love to run, but they're horrible. They have horrible metrics in transition. They have better metrics in the half court than they do in transition, where they're supposedly best at. So, I mean, the Lakers are a bit of a mess. Um, I guess yeah, you could take the Russ triple double, but I mean, who who knows? Like, I don't. I have no idea what to do with this game. I would just strictly stay away. Don't even watch it. Just w- watch Duke UCF. Yeah, it's you don't have to bet every game. Uh, you really don't. We're handicapping every game because that's just what we do. But you don't have to bet every game. And this is probably a game that you should think about staying away from. But how I'm attacking it, if I had to, was Miami's 3-12-1 ATS at home as a favorite. 
this has not been the spot that you want them. It doesn't like three twelve and one is really bad. It's historic level bad. It's actually intentional. Like you have to intentionally be that bad for you to be like this. Like there's no way of what is that 16 games that 12 you lost against the spread against different teams at home as a favorite like you have to be trying to be this bad and it feels like that that's what they're doing whenever they get this number so i'm not laying eight and a half with them i'll take the lakers plus the eight and a half i don't like the lakers either but i just can't get on that trend of taking miami as a favorite of this magnitude especially when they're terrible guarding the ball yes they have a low they are third in points per game opponents points per game Mm -hmm. but they are towards the bottom in field goal percentage. They're towards the bottom in three-point percentage. Whenever you get a shot up, it's more than likely going in when you're playing against Miami. So I think that right there opens the door for the Lakers just because of their pace and the fact that they're going to get a lot of shots up in this game. May they be the best shots? May they be the shots that you want them to take? No, but they're going to get a lot of shots up in this game. And if Miami is going to let you get shots up and they're going to let you make about half of them, then I got to think that the Lakers keep this one close no matter who's out there. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll go to the Lakers plus eight and a half. They're asking about a Thomas Bryant sneaky double-double. Yeah, sure. I, I guess he's out there. You know, we, we just back Bams. Somebody said an over on Bams rebounds. No. We're not betting over on Bam's rebounds. We're not taking over on Bam's props ever. Bam is in the fade list. He's over there with Miles Turner. He's over. The, I can't even think of everybody in the fade list right now. But I know for a fact that Bam is public enemy number one because whenever we pick Bam, whenever we pick Bam, Bam does nothing. Matter of hey, fact, man. I'm gonna just prove it to you. I'm literally going to prove it to you right now. Let's take the over on Bam tonight. Let's do it. Take his points, rebounds, and assists. It, it would. It's a good play because the Lakers don't have much size. Exactly. You're only worried about Thomas Bryant. So let's take the over on Bam tonight, and let's just go ahead and prove the experiment right that whenever we back <laughs> Bam in a good matchup that he has, he literally does nothing. Go Bear. Go Bear is the other person that we're fading because, oh my gosh! All right, you guys are getting me riled up. Yeah, I was. Like, I hope I'll, Bam plays. Yeah, we, I'll back Bam if he plays, um, just to prove a point that whenever he has a positive matchup, whenever things look like he should have a good game, he is going to fold. Man, I can't bag on my man. Bam, a North Carolina guy, man. I can't bag. I can't bag on Bam like that. He he does nah, pretty man. well. Whenever, whenever I play him, he does pretty well. I mean, you know, you got to pick your spots, but. Like you said, advantageous matchups. He has been underwhelming this year, though. I will say that because, I mean, no Jimmy's there. Like he's not. He's not a one. Um, you know, Jimmy. He feeds off Jimmy and and Hero. So, like, if if LeBron's in, I'm with you. Like, I'll I'll be on the Lakers. Um, but if he's out, I would just stay away. So I guess I can just say that, you know. But, um, man, I this this game is is gonna be nuts. Like, it's it could be. It could be maybe like seventy-five to like ninety. Like either way, I can see this game going so many ways. I like the under though. Obviously, I like the under a lot. Oh, I'm on over actually. I think Miami's going to give up points in this one. They're not even going to try. And I I don't trust the Lakers on a back to back to do anything right. So I just think that this is going to be another like game eight, like that somehow goes over the total. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I think I it's going to be a weird up and down game, and somehow it goes over the total. So, yeah, what is it, I'm, I would, I would have a slight lean to the over. Yeah, I can, and, I can see a lower score game. Well, I mean, I, I won't. I'm not going to put my, I'm not going to put my money on it, but I would just lean to the under. And uh, a poll. What am I doing? Oh yeah, I'm talking about the uh, player props. Ty- 
Tyler Hero. I'm back on Tyler Hero. Give me Tyler Hero over his points in this yep. one. I just think that he has opportunity for a really good game. Yes, he might get Patrick Beverly a good amount in this game, but he, Tyler Hero's got the size and he's been consistent. Like he's been consistent for the most part. So I'm gonna back Tyler Hero again over his points tonight. Yep, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on Hero. Man, I'm taking my guy Bam. He can win us some money over points, rebounds, and assists. Bam's really gonna f- disappoint you. Man, watch. Bam's gonna Bam's gonna get us. He's gonna get us right, man. He's gonna get us right. Next game on the slate, we have the Milwaukee Bucks playing the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. Minus four and a half for the Bucks on the road. Two thirty-two and a half is the total. Let's fly by an injury report here, and for the Milwaukee Bucks in a rare game where neither team is playing off of back-to-back. The Bucks have Drew Holiday as probable for a hamstring injury, and Chris Middleton is still out. And for the Chicago Bulls, we have Alex Caruso, who is questionable with a concussion in the shoulder. We have Javante Green, who is questionable with the knee, and Derek Jones Jr., who is doubtful with an ankle injury. All right, we have a rematch of the first round of the uh, East final, not East finals, but the first round of the East playoffs last year. And Milwaukee Bucks laying four and a half on the road. What are you doing? I love Milwaukee here. Good spot for them. They haven't been playing well. Um, this is their fifth straight road game. They're four, six, four and six ATS the last 10, five and 10 ATS um, the last uh, 15 on the road, five, 10 and one, last 16 on the road. Um, since 2018, the Bucks are 12 and one versus the Bulls. And yep. in those 13 games, only two of those games have been by single digits. And one of those games was by nine. And the only reason they got there was because uh, a late, I think, two, uh, a late layup or uh, just a, a random shot that they just let them have um, at the end of the game. So the Bucks usually dominate this. Uh, it's a great Giannis spot. I like everything over for Giannis, points, rebounds. Um, he should have he should have like a 40 15 type of night. Um they they gonna have no answer for it. I mean nobody has an answer for them, but the Bulls, um five and five last ten ATS, uh six and nine ATS at home. So injuries uh riddled this team. Not not really high on them at all. Um they need Lonzo and Caruso back healthy to that that's what makes the team go. Um other than that, just give me the books. Laying the four to half, um, give me the team total over, give me Giannis over points and rebounds. Um, although they haven't been performing well, this is a team that they historically play well against. Like they, the Bulls do not match up well with them at all. Um, it's not a, sh- I mean, it's not a long road trip. Milwaukee to Chicago is, you know, like a bus ride. So, uh, give me Milwaukee laying the four and a half uh, against the Bulls. Yeah. So it's pretty easy for me we're not touching this bulls team at all we're not touching the bulls at all it doesn't matter what you're throwing at me I, i'm just on a complete fade of the bulls especially after that performance against houston the other night at home yep. so oh man i was on that too we were on that yeah, together. yeah we were so it was a yeah. it was a really really bad like terrible terrible game disgusting they have no inside presence they really don't have any type of defensive identity at all especially without Alex Caruso and so whether he goes or whether he's not I don't think he's anything that's going to change the whole aspect of what this team is going to do defensively yes my my I'm trying to say Miami Milwaukee I tried to mix Miami and Milwaukee (laughs) yes Milwaukee is struggling on the road this season they are 5-10-1 to the number on the road but 
they are eight and eight to the money line. So they're playing a little bit better than they are for against the spread. I'm backing the Bucks here. The Bucks dominate this team. Y'all said the numbers. It's I, I think it is like two two games. So I'm completely over the Bulls, honestly. I'm just done with that team. There's no way. And yes, they were my lock. That's why I'm you can hear the frustration in my voice because they were my lock and I thought they were a better team than this. But you could be wrong. And now they're in auto fade for me. I'm not touching the Bulls <laughs> no matter what they, what it is. Like there's nothing that you can sit here and tell me. They 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 got me when I played them against the Knicks the first time in that back-to-back, and then they got me again against the Rockets. You're not going to get me a third time. Favorites, the Milwaukee Bucks are 16, 10, and 1. So, yeah, give me Milwaukee minus 4.5. Hopefully, Drew Holiday does play. That's going to make me feel a lot better about getting only 4.5 on Milwaukee. Yeah, I like um if if Drew does play, they they have his props listed as uh as eighteen and a half. I like him over eighteen and a half points simply because Caruso's not there. Uh, Kobe White can't guard. Uh, Desumo is young. Drew Holiday will put him in a in the uh-huh. post. He'll post him up all night. He'll he'll get ten to eleven points just off of post ups and fouls um, on those younger guys. Um, I also like Vucevic points and rebounds. I think it's over twenty three right now. Uh, Milwaukee, they don't they don't shoot it well as well from three as they as I'm as you're accustomed to. I mean, simply because uh-huh. they've had time without Middleton and Holiday, and also um, uh, Ingles hasn't played uh, much either. So, uh, I would I think he would be a monster on the glass. We all know Brook Lopez is not going to you know bang down low. He's going to be more of the outside shooting three. So there'll be a lot of longer rebounds. Um, so Vucevic over 23 points and rebounds. Uh, Drew Holiday over 18 and a half points. Um, Giannis over uh, his points and rebounds is 43 and a half. Uh, I'll go over that as well and play Brook Lopez under 13 and a half points. All right. Yeah, I can't find a metric where I want to back the Bulls. There's, there's yeah, man, not a single they're... thing that I want to back the Bulls. I don't want to back them in the first half. I don't want to back them in the first quarter. I I can't find any way. Man, I, I triple down on the Bulls in that game. I bet them first quarter, first half, and full game, 0 for 3. Yeah. They're... In that game in that game against Houston, they got blasted. Start to finish, they got blasted. Yeah, they're just not good. They're not good. I'm staying away from them tonight. All right. Next game on the docket, let's go to the Minnesota Timberwolves who are playing the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans. Minus six and a half for the Pelicans. 234 is the total in this game. And for an injury report for these two teams, we have for Minnesota, you are expected to see Kyle Anderson questionable for the game. Jordan McLaughlin has already announced that he will be out missing another game at does affect the, the depth that they have at point guard. And for the New Orleans Pelicans, you have Zion Williamson, who's probable to play in this game coming off of COVID and some Christmas gumbo. I'm trying to tell you that Christmas. <laughs> Look, the Christmas gumbo tradition is fire, and he was in New Orleans. Like, I know, I know he had some. I know he did. Everybody did. Everybody did. They probably had a big old pot at the at the arena. Like, oh man, I gotta <laughs> you tell you, if y'all ain't been new, look, if y'all ain't been New Orleans, like, if I ain't been New Orleans, next time you go to New Orleans, go try the gumbo. Like, please go try the gumbo. It's so good. Oh my gosh. All right, let's move on. We got Trey Murphy, who is probable. We have Herb Jones, who is questionable. Dyson Daniels is probable. Brandon Ingram, you know, you're not going to see in this game. All right, 
I don't think you're going to see Herb Jones, but you possibly could. I think he's going to get one of those outs for conditioning. You're laying six and a half with New Orleans at home against Timberwolves. What are you doing? Yeah, I'll probably be off of this game as well. Uh, probably just looking to play some player props um, uh, simply because uh, Minnesota, while they have been underwhelming, they have been pretty decent as of late uh, as far as being competitive. I think the number is probably like as sharp as it can be um, at, at this current number. Um, New Orleans at full strength or even half strength, like I, I would be laying it with them, but no Trey Murphy, um, no, uh, who else was missing? No, no Trey Murphy, no Brandon Ingram, um, no. Uh, Trey Murphy's probable. Trey oh, Murphy and Zion Williamson and Dyson Daniels are all probable. Herb Jones is questionable. I think he might not play. Yeah. And then you know you're not having Brandon Ingram. Yeah, so I, prob- I probably would just look. If Zion and uh, CJ McCollum is in, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to just stay away. I, I would probably want to play New Orleans simply because Minnesota's not good on the road, 6-11 and 11, uh, ATS on the road. Um, they're in the middle of the pack of uh, defensive and offensive rating. Um, they do score well in the paint, and that's mostly just because of Rudy and Cat, but Cat's not there and Rudy sucks. So I'm uh, not sure if they'll be able to dominate in the paint against Valanciunas as they do smaller size teams. Um, New Orleans has been making a lot of money for me as uh, this season. 11-7 um, and seven ATS at home. Um, they're three and two straight up in ATS the last five, uh, top 10 in offensive and defensive rating. And this is, you know, with a mixture of lineups, it's not just the same guy. So that just goes to show they have good depth, um, with their lineup. Uh, they don't defend the rim well, which is trouble because Anthony Edwards can get to the rim pretty much at ease. And with no Herb Jones as that primary defender, I think Anthony Edwards has a big night, um, simply because I mean. With that, with Cat out of the out of the um, paint, that just opens up more. It just opens up more space for him, which is what he needs. He's a slasher, and he can't slash if you got the twin towers or the lesser version of the twin towers um, in the paint. So that he has been playing well since Cat uh, has been out. He's playing even better when Cat and Rudy was out. Um, but then Rudy came back and killed that chemistry. Um, New Orleans is still fourth in point differential, uh, six in points allowed per one hundred possessions. Um, they defend the three well, but Minnesota doesn't shoot, you know, shoot the ball well. They pretty much go to the paint a lot. They're very efficient at the rim. Um, yeah, I would stay away from the game and just look at some player props. I would play the over in the game, though. I would play the over in the game. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I'm still fighting this cold a little bit. I think it's the remnants of it, but at least. But either way. Nick's talking about that he's just going to set the money that he was going to bet on Gobert props on fire. Yep, that is a better way because at least you're going to get the joy of watching the fire burn. Mm-hmm. Like You're not going to have any joy of watching Gobert not hit his rebound prop again, but you're going to get the joy of watching the fire burn. You want me to sacrifice myself by taking his rebound props? Nope, I'm not <laughs> touching Rudy at all. It doesn't matter. Matter of fact, I'm telling you, I'm fading Rudy by we're playing Zion Williamson over on his points, even coming back on the first game back. I'm not afraid of it because Zion actually owns Rudy Gobert. Uh, he In four games he has played against Rudy Gobert, he has 26-10, and 27-3, 32-5, 13-0. That 13-0 and zero was in 15 minutes. 
So he's going to get to the rim. He's going to get to buckets. He's absolutely going to torch. Rudy cannot keep up with him. He's too fast. He's too athletic of a big for him to keep up with. And there's no other size or nobody fast enough that can stop or even come close to slowing down Zion Williamson. So I think this is a masterclass game by Zion Williamson coming back from uh, COVID protocols. And I'm on the Pelicans here. I'm not touching the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think they have a good chance of just absolutely being demolished by the Pelicans on the road here because the Pelicans, while they are up and down with their defense, they do have games where they come up defensively because they have Jose Alvarado. You potentially could have Herb Jones. I don't think he's going to be there. So that'll open up Lori marketing for me and taking more marketing points uh, if Herb Jones doesn't play. But yeah, I, I don't think that this is any opportunity where I think I'm going to back the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're just too up and down team, too much of a streaky team. Not that good on the road. I'm backing the Pelicans here, minus six and a half. And honestly, I'd probably take it up to that 11-plus win margin because I think that they can really run the Timberwolves out of the building in this one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. Like, I'll be. I'll be staying away from the side. Um, but prop wise, I'll be on Anthony Edwards over 23 and a half uh, points. Uh, I think it's a good matchup with Herb Jones there. Um, also, D'Angelo Russell uh, over points and assists. Did I say Laurie Marketing? I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the. Ne- I'm on a game before. I'm on the next game. It's I got good. my notes. I got my notes mixed in with it's each other. Good. Yeah, I, I meant I, I Anthony knew, Edwards. I knew, yeah, I knew what you meant though. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm on. D'Angelo or Anthony Edwards and also um, points and assists by uh, D'Angelo Russell. That is at, is currently at minus 110 either way. So um, I think he'll, he'll have the ball in his hands a lot. He'll be able to run and transition. Um, Pelicans, they, they're, not, they're not the best running team, but they are prone to get up and down um, when opportunity presents itself. So his points and assists right now, is at 25 and a half. So we can get a, you know, a 19 and eight uh, type of game from Russell. Uh, he has been dishing the ball well um, over the last month. So uh, I look for him 25 and a half points and assists and Anthony Edwards over 23 and a half points. All right. Total sitting at 234. What are you doing? Yeah, I'll go over. Um, the, if the Pelicans are going to have as much success as we think, then I think that the Timberwolves are going to put up some points too. Um, Pelicans have been really good defensively, but uh-huh. I, I mean, if it's if it's just a track meet up and down, then um, Timberwolves they're hitting their shots. It could go over. Uh, I don't think I would lean to the under um, on some Gobert stuff because I don't know if he'll be able to play as much with some of the matchup wise that the like matchup wise that the Pelicans play with. Because whenever Valanciunas is off the court. I mean, he can't. He can't play. Like he's he can't guard Zion. So who the hell is he gonna guard? Yeah. So yeah, uh, I think that that opens up more scoring uh, for both teams uh, matchup wise. So I would lean to the over. And I'm going under in this one. I think that it's too high of a total. Two thirty four. Both of these teams kind of trend to the under a little bit in terms of the spot where on the road Minnesota is. Eight and nine to the uh, to the over, and eight and ten to the over for the Pelicans, and Pelicans nine and twelve to the over as a favorite. So it just kind of leans under in that aspect. And I just think that if you get one bad quarter, that's really going to set you back in this one. Like I truly do think that, and I don't think that the Minnesota Timberwolves hold up their end of the scoring. Like I think that they're going to go stagnant a little bit, and this is a really good spot at the Pelicans to just kind of keep their 
playing basketball at home and how well they play at home, keep that trend going. So, yeah, I'm backing the Pelicans again here and the under. Let's see. Next game on the docket, we have the Utah Jazz. This is the game I was waiting for. Utah Jazz (laughs) going to play the Golden State Warriors. Jazz are laying four on the road. Warriors coming off of a bat-to-bat. Looks like a 223.5 is the total for this game. They've already announced that Klay Thompson is not expected to play in this game with injury management. Let's go look at the rest of the injury report. And we have Draymond has to be Draymond has to be out. Pool has to be questionable because no way should Utah be laying four in Golden State. There's no way. Yeah, I, I no it's, way. It's the books, man. The books make it so easy for us yeah, in Utah. Like they really no do. Way. For the Golden State Warriors, Wiggins out, Klay Thompson unlikely to play, and then we're still gonna find out about Jermichael Green. No word about Draymond, no word about Pool. So it seems like as of now they're going to play. And for the Utah Jazz, Kelly Olynyk is questionable. So, I mean, it's it's simple, man. It's it's so easy. Like so, it's so easy. They give it to you. Just Golden State plus four. Golden State plus four. Line. We talk about how how bad Utah is as a favorite. They don't cover games as a favorite. What is the new what What is the new number at? Because I haven't said the number in a while, and I think the people have forgot the number. So now I got to tell the people the new number. The new number for Utah as a favorite this season is five and nine. Five and nine as a favorite this season. As an underdog, they are fifteen and seven. So you would be what is that? Twenty and sixteen. If you bet them as an underdog, faded them as a favorite, up a bunch of units. So a bunch easy. of units. Now let's add into the fact that Golden State is a home dog for this game, and that's where they play their best basketball as a home dog. They are what's their where are they at on the season as a home dog? Give me a second, and I'll pull that up for you. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, they're sitting at. As a home dog, 2-0. So 2-0 as a home dog this season. You're getting them that on a back-to-back. One, they actually have played pretty decently on a back-to-back this mm-hmm. season. 3-4 and four ATS, but they've been given like some kind of sketch- sketchy lines. And I'll just say that 3-4 and four is more impressive than it sounds. And then, especially because they normally sit everybody on a back-to-back. So you're not yeah. normally, you're not seeing Steph, you're not seeing Clay, you're not seeing mm-hmm. Draymond, you're not seeing Wiggins. Like, they normally sit all those guys on a back-to-back. That's so three and four with your B-League, G-League squad, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, and let's add the last time these two teams played, Utah had a miraculous comeback, a miraculous comeback to win the game when they were a favorite. And I think they were favored by like six, seven points in that game. So, yes, it's so easy. I Yes, 100%. Wait for the Warriors to announce more people out and get a better line because I'm taking the Warriors regardless. Yeah, I don't know. I would, I would take them now. And so this yeah, is yeah, this is the sharp thing to do. Take them now and take the line now. Wait for somebody to be out. And then, you know, whatever, say you put 75% of your unit on that first game, take that other 25%. And put it on when the guy when the game starts and you get that money line a lot higher. Like you do that because it's just it's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. This is 
so easy of a game to bet. Like, they're so easy of a team to bet. And they're calling me Vernon Maxwell in the comments because of my <laughs> hatred of Utah. But I don't even hate Utah. I appreciate Utah because I don't have to worry about handicapping their games. I don't have to worry about going trying to find you a stat saying, oh, Utah is this bad defensively and Golden State is this. No, I don't have to do that because Utah is so easy to bet. You fade them as a favorite and you back them as a dog. Yeah, yeah they just uh, – and Golden State – you know, point differential, plus 10 at home, minus 10 on the road. So, I mean, that just goes to show you they're going to play well. The only person that's going to move the line any is Jordan Poole. And I, I think he'll play. I mean, he's young. He he don't need to risk. I mean, but then again, a lot of these guys are young and don't need to risk. And they still rest anyway. And they still get injured for resting. So, it doesn't really help at all. Uh, I, I don't even know how you can even – I don't even know how you can be scared of that because the bench is playing well. Yeah, yeah. Like no, the bench I, is playing really well. They have yeah. veterans like Ty Jerome and mm-hmm. Anthony Lamb that are coming off the bench and giving them really valuable minutes and mm-hmm. scoring. So Yeah, I like Divincenzo too. Yeah, they're yeah, Divincenzo as well. Like it's not like any of these guys are going out here dropping 25 points, but the eight, nine, ten, twelve points that they're contributing is really good. Yeah, I, um yeah, I'm, I'm on Golden State here, uh, like all the way. Like I, I would the only person that's gonna move the line, Draymond's not gonna move it. Um, the only person that's gonna move it is Pool. So I mean, maybe it moves, you know, a half a point if Draymond's out. If that, I don't think Draymond's worth that. But I think Golden State is gonna. I think Golden State is gonna be in that mode to be able to get on a little stretch here. They got some good news with Steph probably being back around January seventh, so next week. Um, mm-hmm. They said he was a little bit ahead of schedule in his rehab. Um, he said he was feeling great. Gonna try to do some five on five stuff um, this weekend. So, I mean, they get uh, three or four more games at home. It's a favorable schedule. I think they get the Bulls. Uh, they get Detroit, Orlando. Some winnable games. Some definitely some winnable games are going a little streak here. And when Steph gets back, they'll be right back in the rhythm and right back in the thick of things. But as for the game, I mean, you pretty. I don't pretty much have to say anything. Like you pretty much stated it well. No way Golden State should be a four point four point dog to Utah Jazz team. No way. I don't care who's yeah. playing. Okay, who's playing? Yeah, so Jordan Poole over Warriors money line. Yep, same here for me. Total sitting at two thirty-two and a half. Yeah, I go over. Yeah, I'm still I'm still on the over there. I don't. Really, eleven. Of, I think uh, Golden State's bench is just going to put up the numbers. Yeah, and eleven of nineteen road games for Utah have went over, so they pretty much are over team um, okay. on the road. All right, and for player props, I'm on Dante DiVincenzo. Whenever they drop his three-point prop, I'm going to take that. He was 0 for 4 last night, 0 for 4 from 3. I think, oh, yeah, I think he was 0 for 4 from 3 as well. So I expect the bounce-back night for him at home where he, he's been playing really well recently. Like, that's yeah. one of his more uh, disappointing games as of late. He's had 19, 5, 17, 15, 16 in the, what's that, five games before that. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead back to Dante DiVincenzo here. I'm with you on that. Uh, I like Kaminga points and rebounds. Uh, he was playing really, really well last night. He was playing aggressive. He was attacking the rim. Um, and uh, and that was a more uh, – well, this matchup is more favorable than last game's matchup. So, I like Kaminga points and rebounds. Uh, pull over points. Um, and Golden State to win. Golden State might win by double digits. All right. And, and the over. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Golden State double-digit play would be – Oh, that's the juice. That's got to be the juice. Mm-hmm. All right. Next game, last game mm-hmm. on the slate, we have the Denver Nuggets going to play the Sacramento Kings. 
Nuggets are laying two and a half on the road. 236 is the total. Both of these teams did play last night, so this is a back-to-back game in terms of day and back-to-back in terms of opponent, where the Sacramento Kings lost that game. 113-106. They were up for a good little majority of that game early on. Denver covered as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I was on the Kings in that matchup. Under came in, as I said, under 237. All right. I mean, it's a back-to-back with you're playing the same team. I just I'm I'm not taking Denver. I'm going back to my handicap with the Kings, but I think what I will do this time because this did ha- occur late yesterday was that uh their coach Mike Brown was announced out with COVID. And so the the assistant head coach did step in for that game and he came from that Denver Nuggets staff. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and when I saw that, I went and put another little bit extra on the Kings. So I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely, I want that. I, I definitely approve of that. And they played well. They had the lead going into halftime, I believe, and it kind of all unraveled in that second half. And so if I'm on the Kings today, I think that I'm going to try it again, but I'll just stick to the first half and just kind of hope that he doesn't get outcoached again in, his, in the second half and avoid that whole mesh up. So I'll back Kings again, first half Kings. But this is a spot where back-to-back, both of them playing the same teams, literally just saw each other, about to see each other again. I got to give it to see the Kings play this one. And maybe you do get uh, Sabonis in this game. I just realized I didn't go over an injury report at all, but so I'll get an injury report for you guys. But maybe you do see Sabonis play in this game after he didn't play in the first one. They said, we're going to save you for the second one. So that could be a possibility. Or they could be just saying that, hey, that thumb is a little bit more of a problem than we initially thought it was, and he's going to have to sit out some games. So... Look out for Sabonis to see if he plays in this one. Uh, you'll see J- Jamal Murray. He may or may not play in this one. I think he's probably not going to play. Yeah, just because of, Yeah, trying to keep him injury managed. But mm. Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, they're both on the injury report as TBD. So we'll see if they play in this one. But, yeah, this just feels like a good spot for me to back the home team in the second game of a back-to-back, not to lose to the same team twice in a row. So give me the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I don't have much on this game, uh, I, but I do like Sacramento simply because um, I, I think Sabonis might end up playing. Um, they might have just wanted to see how it how it was in like pregame, and maybe he just didn't feel right uh, last night. But I think he'll be better um, today. Even if he doesn't go, I still like um, Sacramento. Uh, something I do like more than the side is the total. I think this they played under last night. But both teams are really efficient offensively, really bad defensively. That always is a good indicator for the over. Um, and they're more comfortable with each other, uh, being this is the second game of the back-to-back with them playing each other. So they're going to make some adjustments and be able to attack the defense a little bit more effectively than they were um, uh, last night. And that's for both teams. So I think that's going to lead to a lot of positions, a lot of points. Um, Sacramento still is 19-12 ATS on the season. Um Top 10 in offensive rating. Both teams are top 10 in offensive rating. Uh, bottom eight in defensive rating. So I like the over a lot more than I do um, the side. But I will be with you on Sacramento for sure. I would just play Sacramento money line um, in hopes that Sabonis does give it a go. That's, that'll increase our chances of, of catching that. But I do like the Kings tonight. 
well, the totals totals tough for me. I do normally like to zig and zag when you have these back bat sets, but that first game went way over about twenty points over the total, and I mean under the total. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I don't think that I'm kind of interested in touching that total twenty points under, and it only came down one point. I think that the books are scared to drop it anymore because it all makes sense for this to go over. It should be an over game. So uh, I don't think I want to come in on touch. I don't, I don't want to do it that way. Let's play it like this. If Sabonis plays, I like the Kings team total over because I think that the Kings will be able to have a pretty good bounce back night, especially if Sabonis is in a lineup and just keep their offense flowing. Again, another distributor, another person that can score under the rim, especially against Jokic, who has no, like there's nothing that scares you on the inside for the Nuggets at all. So uh, if Sabonis plays, then I may like a team total over for the Kings. Actually, we'll say I do like a team total over for the Kings, especially with Bruce Brown looking like he's not going to play. You're probably not going to have uh, Jamal Murray either. Yeah, so that's going to kill the scoring for the Nuggets. Like the Nuggets could very well punt this game. And so if it goes under, I think it's because the Nuggets don't do their part. So I'll take an over on the Kings. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got for this game. Uh, just prop-wise, um, if Murray's out, I like Bones Island a lot. Um, he's got a lot of confidence, so he's going to be able to get shots up. Uh, and they're likely to fall on the Sacramento defense. Um, I like Malik Monk uh, – not Malik Monk, um, De'Aaron Fox over points, rebounds, and assists. Um, those are the only two things that I really love simply because we don't know – a whole lot, but I do. My top play would be De'Aaron Fox over points, rebounds, and assists. I don't think a number is out on that just yet. Uh, uh-huh. Let me let me double check and make sure um, because they were waiting on some things to uh, come up. Let me see. Actually, uh, De'Aaron Fox thirty six and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Let me get that over. All right, like it. Let's go ahead and transition over into our lock and dog. Delonte, I will defer to you. What are you doing on tonight's slate? Pretty simple, man. Uh, Milwaukee, four and a half as the lock. When we ran down the stats, they dominate Chicago. They are they have been playing underwhelming basketball as of late. Perfect spot to get right um, against a team that you know that you've dominated. You know uh, how to beat them and how to disrupt what they do well offensively and defensively. So I think big night for Giannis. Lock, uh, four and a half, Milwaukee um, over the uh, Chicago Bulls. As far as the dog, I mean, we went over it. You hit on it pretty hard. I hit on it pretty hard. I think the chat was with us as well. Golden State uh, money line. Golden State money line. Uh, even play alternate. I would play Golden State land four. Uh, if you could find that, I would. I'm in love with Golden State right now. Um, in love with what they're doing, especially at home. Now, not on the road just yet. They got to prove it to me on the road. But at home, to the Utah Jazz, who doesn't do well as a favorite, doesn't do as a favorite on the road, even worse. I think both of those line up with Golden State coming out, getting a really, really good win um, with their younger guys, giving them some confidence going forward. So, uh, lock, four and a half, Milwaukee Bucks, dog, uh, Golden State Warriors, money line, plus four. All right. For me, I am going to go to... They want you to make it uh, a Bam and Rudy overs parlay. <laughs> a Bam and Rudy overs parlay. Y'all can – good luck with that. Yeah, I'm going to fade you, that. When you come back tomorrow, Bam, over. <laughs> he's going he, he's gonna to do it. He's going to do it. All right. Let me see here. Uh, how do I want to play this slate? 
I will go to the every time I lock up the Pelicans, it's never good luck for me. I, am I gonna go? Yeah, I think I'm gonna do two dog plays. So for my lock, I'm gonna go with Sacramento plus one. I like that. Or matter of fact, uh, no, nah, I'm not scared. Let's go Sacramento money line, first half money line. That's about plus one on it, plus one ten. Depends where you can get it at. It's floating around somewhere in between there. I'll go ahead and do that for my lock. I think that coming off this back-to-back and potential of Sabonis playing, even if Sabonis doesn't play, you're still going to be missing guys from that Denver Nuggets squad. They started out early and pretty good in that game yesterday, plus they saw how they blew that game to them. I think they're going to come out with some uh, some force and some intensity. So give me Sacramento plus 110. I'll call it 110. Plus 110, that is my lock in the first half. That is a first-half play. Make sure you know that. That is a first half play plus 110. For my dog, I'm going with you. Go to state plus 145. I'm, I'm not I'm not back afraid of Utah. I'm really not afraid of Utah. So I'm going to back going to state here again. It's a good spot. Well, a good spot for them in the terms of they're just getting these points at home. Like if I'm taking Golden State with plus money at home, I'm probably going to take it nine times out of ten. So mm-hmm. give me the Golden State Warriors to get it done shorthanded, but it's the Utah Jazz's favorite. So easy fade there. All right. Delonte, anything else for the people before we get out of here? Uh hey man, my bonus best bet, bam, over points, rebounds, and assists. I don't it's not it's not out yet. Um I'll tweet it out uh whenever it drops if he does play. But that's just that's just gonna show how you how much confidence I got in my man Bam. Nick, if Nick, whenever you listen to this and you pull that clip, when Bam <laughs> does not get, when Bam does not get his over points, rebounds, and assists, and he folds like he always does when he has a great matchup, I want you to use this flick of me right here and put the the hat on it. Here you go, just like that. Yep. All right. Oh, go to YouTube.com/slash NBA Gambling Podcast if you didn't see what I was talking about. All right, everyone, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a review, please, and thank you. Comment all of that stuff. Spread the word, and we will see you again tomorrow. Other than that, I really don't have anything else to say. Anything else? Do let's just get up out of here. We out. Ba-da-ba-da-da.